Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is January 5th, 2023 here. And uh, yeah, I decided to do another podcast. Um, It's been a bit. It has indeed been a bit since the last one. I think Wrestle Kingdom was the last one I did. Um, Which wasn't the plan since I did originally state that we uh, (laughs) we were planning to be more active this year. And then... uh, immediately took uh what is this like three weeks off uh three four weeks but that's in the past you know we did our wrestle kingdom review it was it was a good time um and i'm here now so uh i'm gonna talk about dynamite and hopefully i'll be able to stick to this every wednesday night recording and then this will go up Again, late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning, depending on how long these go. It's a solo show, at least as of now, so not expecting it to be too long. But regardless, uh, I appreciate if you're tuning into this. Um, if you're new, please consider subscribing to the podcast wherever you're listening to. We are on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcast streaming, such as Anchor, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Google, Spotify, uh, the works, you know, Apple. Plenty of places you can find us. You can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, you'll notice, if you are listening, that we have new graphics. Um, don't know if they're permanent. Uh, the more I look at it, the more I want to change it slightly. I just want to fix the um, the secondary text, the wrestling podcast part of it. But we'll see. Again, uh, it's, it's just, you got to get used to the change. Um, anyways, uh, aside from the last edition of the podcast, from me, which was our Wrestle Kingdom review... Uh, we did have Ryan release a hard-to-kill review from Impact Wrestling. Uh, we both watched the show. I did not do the review with him, but it's a good show. Um, so you can check that out. That's on our YouTube channel. Um, and, yeah, I believe Ryan and Angelo are looking to get back into the swing of things with Impact this week. We'll see how that goes. It's also the Royal Rumble week, so um, we'll probably have predictions and or a review out for that show, but we'll play it by ear. I don't want to commit to that, so... If you're listening to this and there's never a review that comes out, then uh, I didn't promise one. But uh, it is what it is. So uh, thank you. We're also closing in on 300 subscribers on YouTube, so hopefully we can hit that soon. We are at 286. Uh, so if you're again, if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed on YouTube, please help us out. Help us hit 300. We'd appreciate it. Anyways, enough chit-chat. Let's just get on into things with AEW Dynamite from January 25th. 2023 uh we kick things off here with chris jericho and sammy guevara taking on ricky starks and action andretti um and and you can tell this is going to be a, a packed show because chris jericho and sammy were in the middle of their entrance as uh, as we came here uh to the show live so um mid-entrance here uh, ricky starks got a, a fantastic ovation as tends to be the case at this point men is one of the most over people in the company and I feel like that's a, that's a testament to him as a performer and also the booking that he's got since um, the world title eliminator last November. Um, so very good to see that, you know, despite him failing to win the world championship from MJF, Starks has seemingly only gotten more over, um, which is good. I would assume he's going to win something this year, like a, a title. I don't know what. I don't think he'd win the world title. I could see him getting, like, the All-Atlantic or the TNT belt. But, um, yeah. So uh, this was coming off of two major losses here for Jericho. Commentary noted that it is the first back-to-back losses of Jericho's entire AEW career, and they were against Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. Um, 
So this was Jericho trying to put this behind him, and he was teaming with Sammy Guevara, which which came to be from Rampage after, I believe, Action Andretti beat Daniel Garcia. Uh, so then Sammy took the spot in the match. Uh, this would start very fast here with Guevara and Andretti, uh, Andretti just doing a lot of um, big like uh, acrobatic stuff here, just quick exchanges of pin attempts and counters with one another um, and coming to a standstill. Uh, Guevara would ask for a handshake and Andretti would just eat a very stiff super kick to the face here. Um, and then Sammy would control here. Uh, crowd would come to life begging for Starks to get the tag, uh, though they'd briefly come back behind the uh, behind Andretti here as he hit a great counter off the top rope with a head scissors and then a beautiful standing Spanish fly. Starks and Jericho get the hot tags for their teams, and again, Ricky just came in here and the crowd went like bananas for him. Um, after getting cocky, going up to the top rope and doing old school, Sammy Guevara comes out of nowhere and uh, flies back into the ring with a huge springboard cutter to free up Jericho. Great spot, and just a reminder that Sammy Guevara is a very good wrestler. Uh, Andretti, catch the hot, uh, Andretti catches the hot tag and lights up Jericho and Sammy with a flurry of offense here and scores big with a pair of backbreakers and neckbreakers and then does a, a, a duo of suicide dives onto Jericho and Guevara. Ricky scores big with a springboard DDT, allowing Andretti to land a moonsault out of the corner for a two-count on Sammy. Andretti gets taken out on the outside. Um, Jericho eats a, a, just a big spear from Ricky Starks here, um, and... Uh, Sammy gets taken out here briefly. Uh, roll up from Jericho gets countered by Starks into a huge power bomb for a near fall. Andretti nails the uh, nails Jericho with a springboard and Zagiri before then looking for a split leg moonsault, but Jericho gets the knees up. Huge jumping knee from Sammy Guevara. Uh, he teases the GTH, but Andretti escapes and connects with yet another Enzagiri. Just a brutal poison Rana lands here from Action Andretti, and he follows up with a hanging neckbreaker for a two count. On the outside, Starks levels Jericho with the Rochambeau, and while this is happening, Garcia takes out Action Andretti with the bat, allowing Sammy to land the GTH, and Sammy and Chris Jericho win this, and they end Action Andretti's undefeated streak since signing with the company. Um, I thought this was actually very good. I thought it was a fun time here in the opener. Um, I, again, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think Sammy Guevara was the MVP of this match by far. I thought he was just... Uh, just wonderful to watch. Um, I, I really hope that he gets to, you know, get some better stuff this year. Because last year was definitely not his year storyline-wise. Um, he was all over the place. So I, I, I do hope that um, eventually we get something for him. I don't, I don't know what I would want. Again, I would, I would like to see him versus Darby Allen again for the TNT belt. Uh, those two have insane chemistry. Um, you can also do him versus Orange Cassidy for the TNT belt. I feel, or not TNT, the All Atlantic belt. I feel like that would be a fun one. Um, I don't know. I just, I, Sammy Guevara is a very good wrestler, so I, I just don't want him just hanging around. Um, and yeah, I thought the ending just made sense here. Again, Andretti and Starks have had the upper hand throughout this feud, and it took Garcia uh, to, to cheat here for Jericho and Sammy to get the win. Makes sense, extends the feud slightly, and Jericho and Sammy don't beat Action Andretti and uh, Ricky Starks clean. So uh, We had a beautiful video package here shown that was dedicated to the life and career of Jay Briscoe, showing his time in Ring of Honor, winning championships, his feud with Jay Lethal, um, just some of his promos, his promo style. We had videos of him and his family, him dancing with his kids. Um, just great stuff. And, and again, this is what last week, again, 
his his death was out of nowhere. So even if this all got cleared, it would have been hard to put everything together that quickly. Um, but this is what I think everybody wanted from like a tribute show to Jay Lethal uh, for Dynamite, and it it was one, and it was it was done very well. Uh, after this, we'd go to the TNT Championship match this week for Darby Allen versus Buddy Matthews. Uh, I did miss the first half of this due to um, some extenuating reasons, but it is what it is. I did see uh, a good portion of this regardless. So uh, worth noting that Darby Allen and Sting are both coming off of the final bye-bye end of Nightmare match from the Noah show the other day uh, where they teamed with the Great Muda in his final match, the Great Muda's final match, not KG Muda's final match. But is it the Great Muda's final match? Because, again, I, I still feel like there's a chance this match is up in the Rumble on Saturday. We'll see. Um against uh hokushi uh marafuji and uh akira i'm i'm glad i remembered everybody in that match um so yeah uh so again i wrote here in my notes i missed the first half of this uh but i came back and was informed that ortiz came out to fight off the house of black uh with sting um upon return um here to the actual match darby would spike buddy with a poison rana before slamming matthews into the barricade uh, big crucifix bomb from Darby Allen for a two-count lands. Both guys get laid out um, as they just lay down here. Uh, knee strike gets attempted by Buddy, but Darby evades and looks for the code red. Buddy dodges and drops Darby in the corner with a buckle bomb, followed up by a curb stomp for a near fall. Great sequence. Uh, I don't get to brag. Or not brag. I don't get to... What's the word? I don't get to gush about him enough, but I'm a big Buddy Matthews fan. I love this guy when he was in the, the Blake and Murphy tag team. In NXT, I, I saw him win the NXT Tag Team Championships at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn back in 2015. I loved him as the juggernaut on 205 Live. Um, he's a staple of the Cruiserweight division when that show did not matter. And it was so good. That show was fantastic. Um, and, you know, anytime he's show, gotten a chance to show off in AEW, he, he's taken the ball. So uh, he did here. Um Murphy's Law gets looked for, but Darby gets out with the code red for his own two count. Champ goes high. Both men go to the top rope. Matthews looks for a superplex, but Darby counters with a scorpion death drop off the top rope, but Matthews somehow kicks out at two. Darby sets up for the coffin drop, but Buddy makes it out to the apron to try and stop him. He gets dropped and then draped over the middle rope, and Darby flies off and delivers the coffin drop in brutal fashion as Darby Allen retains. After the match, Samoa Joe returns to TV, appearing on the screen and stating that he is coming for what's his. The King has spoken and he's coming back for the TNT Championship as we head towards Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe 3, uh, which got announced for next week, and it is a no-holds-barred match. I thought this was very good. Um, I didn't see the full thing, obviously, but I feel like if I did, I would give this a great rating. Um, but from what I saw, I thought this was just awesome stuff from top to bottom. Uh... And we did get the shout-out to the final bye-bye from commentary this weekend. And, yeah, I'm just very excited about Darby's reign so far. And I think a third and final match between he and Samojo sounds incredible at this point. This dude is off to a killer start with his matches. We had the Samoa Joe match where he won the belt. We had him defending against Juice Robinson, him defending against Mike Bennett, uh, him defending against uh, Kushida last week, and now him against... Um, uh, Buddy Matthews here, so and then Joe next week. So Darby Allen is just uh, attempting to have the best title reign of the year so far, and he, it's hard to debate. He's he's killing it. Uh, this would send us to our next match, which was uh, Ethan Page and Matt Hardy 
versus Jungle Hook. Uh, I do want to say off the bat, as somebody who does occasionally watch Dark Elevation, I I really love Ethan Page, and I think that you know this pairing of him, Matt Hardy, Private Party, and the Firm, it started off whack, but I think they found pretty great chemistry with one another on that show, and they they've got a, a good comedic dynamic here, uh, and I, I'm a fan. Uh, this starts fast with Ethan Page looking for Ego's Edge on Hook on the floor, but Jungle Boy soars to break it up. Matt Hardy takes control. Uh, him and even dominate Jack Perry here. Uh, back from commercial break, Jack Perry flies off the ropes to be caught into the side effect from Matt, but he teases the twist of fate. Ethan Page demands the tag, and he comes in for his own version, gets locked in the snare trap, and uh, as he goes to make the tag, Matt the, Matt doesn't come into the ring to break up the, the submission. He just keeps basically teasing and calling for the tag, but Ethan can't make it, and he taps out after Hook drops Matt off the apron. Uh, I thought this was good. Is is a short, fun match here. It wasn't anything blow away, but it was a fun showcase for two younger stars in the form of Hook and Jungle Boy. Um, and I've heard the storyline between Ethan and Matt Hardy. It's just a mid card thing at this point. But Jungle Hook got a clean win here. I can't really complain. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else you would like. I, I guess the only thing I would have like else put in here is like a swerve thing because um, like him and Mogul affiliates. But at the same time. You still need to put, like, if you take out Jungle Boy and Hook, then people are going to be like, where's Jungle Boy and Hook? So, like, you got, you got to balance it. You know, some weeks you get Jungle Boy and Hook, some weeks you don't. Some weeks you get Swerve, some weeks you don't. It's whatever. We have a family therapy next with the acclaimed Billy Gunn and the Guns. Uh, we have the therapist here. <laughs> she doesn't really do anything. She just sits there and takes her glasses off at one point for a, a good reaction shot. Uh, Austin and Colin raise some valid points here about Billy being a bad father due to him having the WWE schedule of 320 days of the 365-day year on the road. Uh, and also raise a valid point that they helped Bowens when he was in a wheelchair last year. The acclaims say that the ass boys are pieces of shit, and uh, Billy is determined to resolve this. The guns say all they want is the tag team titles, and they walk out. I, again... Some people really don't like the guns. I think they've become a pretty solid team, and I think they're very enjoyable heels. Um, I would point to their funeral for FTR as a glaring example of this. I thought that was a fantastic segment they did um, back on January fourth. I, I just I, again, I think they're they like they can be very entertaining. I've been saying I think they were going to be the ones to dethrone the acclaimed. I don't know if it's going to happen at this point, just because it seems like we're going to this match at Revolution, probably, if not beforehand. I don't know if we're going to, if they're going to take the titles off the Acclaim that, that quickly, but we'll see. Again, they've had the belt since September, um, so it's not like they're, they're having a short reign, but we'll see. Um, regardless, it makes sense. It's a long-term story that they're they're playing off of from last year, and it makes sense, so uh, yeah. Back from break, we have Renee Paquette and Hangman Page uh, bringing up that this all started between him and Moxley in Ohio, and next week they're going to be in Dayton. Page says that he wants to knock out John Moxley. Wheeler Yuta appears and challenges Hangman for Friday. John Moxley versus Hangman Page 3 is set for Dynamite next week, and Wheeler Yuta versus Hangman is set for Rampage. Big, big match this week on Rampage. Up next, the next match in Brian Danielson's Road to Revolution, as I'm calling it here. As he takes on Brian Cage, one, uh, one-third of the ROH World Six-Man Champions uh, of the Embassy, along with Khan and Toa Leona. 
this is a match I was looking forward to quite a bit. I'm a big uh, I'm a big supporter of Brian Cage as a wrestler. I think this guy is so undervalued and underrated. Um, does he have the great greatest charisma? No, but he has Prince Nana. Who does? Um, and so I, I was a big fan of, of of again spoiler. I was a big fan of this match, and I was just a big fan of seeing this. Um, so yeah, uh, Brian, it's Brian and Brian. So Danielson, I should say, looks to take down the machine quickly here with uh, just quick offense and strikes, but gets outpowered by Cage. Uh, Danielson eventually gets Cage down and just unloads with elbow strikes to the head, but uh, Cage escapes, and then the uh, LaBelle lock gets put in. We tease a tap out quickly here, um, and Cage then gets his bottom foot on the rope. A baseball kick through the ropes before uh, diving from Danielson as he sends Cage into the barricade. Danielson goes high and comes off the top turnbuckle with a crossbody to the floor. Uh, and finally, after eating offense after offense, Cage would finally destroy Danielson here with a press slam into the corner, coming back with kicks and a massive release German suplex out of the corner. Um, before both would head out onto the apron, and Cage just slams Brian back first on the apron into break. This was a great sequence from Brian Cage. Um, and Danielson sold it fantastically. Back from commercial, Brian Cage has a bear hug locked in, locking the arm of Danielson up as well. Brian gets out and lights up the big man with kicks uh, to the leg to get free. Cage rebounds with a lariat before catching Danielson midair with a shoulder breaker. Uh, Danielson goes out to the apron. Cage climbs the ropes and suplexes Danielson back into the ring with ease. Danielson then slides to the opposite apron and Cage does it to him a second time. Great spot. Uh, we get the cheeky Nando's kick from Brian Cage in the corner and he goes up top looking for an avalanche power bomb, but Danielson manages to fight it off. He gets uh, sent back into the ring and then flies in the corner with a flying kick to take out Cage before bringing him back down with a superplex. Cage is now downed on his knees and Danielson begins unloading with the kicks. And finishes him off with a kick to the head for another two count here. The American Dragon grabs the arms, stomping the head of Cage before looking for a triangle hold. Cage escapes and looks for a powerbomb, but Brian gets out and gets an ankle lock in. We had a rolling elbow from Danielson, discus lariat from Cage, a buckle bomb from Brian Cage, and as he looks for a powerbomb, Danielson rolls him up for another win with just a, a crazy finish here. Just, just start unloading. Um, I thought this was great. I gave this a great rating. Um... I thought this was just so, so fun to watch. Danielson is just an all-time great, and Brian Cage is, uh, he, he rules. Uh, this ruled. Both guys look great. Um, with the news of Brian Cage's contract being up soon, I really hope he re-signs with AEW. I think he's been super impressive since he returned in September. Oh, excuse me. Um, and I, I really hope that he decides to stay or that AEW decides to keep him. After the match, Brian Cage and Prince Nana attack Brian Danielson with Cage laying out Danielson. Um, and they just attack the arm. MJF comes out here. Brian gets laid out and just brutalized. They, they look to basically break the arm. Uh, and eventually uh, Takeshita has to arrive and clear house. And likely sets up a match between Takeshita and Cage and possibly even MJF versus Takeshita. Very exciting stuff. Uh, we go backstage to see Danielson after the break, and he's shown in the trainer's room with Doc Sampson saying that he shouldn't wrestle. <laughs> he just fires up and delivers just a fiery promo here, saying he wrestled for 60 minutes with a torn shoulder. He's never going to listen to the doctors again. You can't stop him from wrestling. And he's not only going to expose MJF as a bad wrestler, but he's going to expose him as a fraud of a man when he peels back the mask. 
Uh, great stuff from Brian, and I'm very much looking forward to this feud. This is uh, not even this feud. We're in the feud. I'm looking forward to the match, the Iron Man match that we're getting at Revolution. This is going to be great. Uh, that takes us to Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho. This was supposed to be a triple threat between the, those two and Britt Baker. But Britt got pulled earlier today due to injury. I have no idea if she's actually injured or if this was them playing off of Dark from last night where she uh, possibly broke her nose or just got busted open during her match with Billy Starks. Whatever the case, they pulled Britt from this match. It made sense, and I, I think it was probably better for her. I don't really think Britt would have added anything to this, especially with how it ended. I don't know what the planned finish was going to be, but I think it made most sense, especially for, like for what they were doing here it made sense for for this to just be a singles match uh so obviously the ongoing story in the women's division is the the battle lines being drawn between the AEW originals uh slash homegrown talent versus the outsiders with Soraya and tony storm officially going heel last week um and we now so so the sides right now are tony storm and Soraya on one side uh, and then we have Jamie Hayter <clears throat> and Britt Baker on the other. In the middle of Still Undeclared, we have Ruby Soho, Hikaru Shida. Uh, Willow Nightingale seems to be on the side with, with Britt and Jamie. Um, so we're going to be keeping track of, of all these sides and different pieces here as we move on. But um, this match saw Tony Storm wrestle uh, for the first time fully as a heel here. She came out with new gear, new hairstyle, uh, new facial mannerisms, facial expressions. She wrestled a, a more aggressive physical style. And I thought that was great. I thought Tony Storm was fantastic here. Um, I think that this part, this part of the match was when she she faked a, her nose injury after you know we know she broke her nose or broke her, part of her face during her match with Jamie Hader at Full Gear. She teased it here, and then she it was a fake out, and her facial expression after that I thought that was just like the selling point of like yeah Tony makes sense as a heel. Um, so yeah, uh, before the match we get promos from Ruby and Tony, and Tony calls the. Uh, the homegrown talents in AEW, homegrown idiots, and says that Ruby has become a misfit. Uh, also noteworthy that, at least in AEW, this is a first-time singles match, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Ruby and Tony lock up to start, but Tony reels off to the floor. Commentary plays up the battle lines being drawn in the division. It's pretty clear what's happening, um, and I think a lot of people are hoping that this leads to the first women's blood and guts. I think it should. Um, I think they've shown that women's hardcore stuff, like the, the two street fights we've gotten, um, and, and Britt versus Thunder Rosa, big draws, everybody loves it, and they're some of the better women's matches in the company, and with the talent you've assembled at this point, it feels like now's the time to do it, um, especially with what's going on in your competition, um, with, uh, with the women's division on the main roster and WWE being in, uh, not the best place right now, um, anyways, uh, Tony gets back into the ring, nailing Ruby with a huge boot to the face, just laying her out, and a nasty hip attack lands uh, to Ruby on the apron and sends Soho to the floor for the commercial break. Back from the rake, Ruby controls with an attack in the corner, sending Tony face first in the bottom turnbuckle before delivering a Saito suplex and another suplex, and then a strike to drop Storm. The destination unknown gets looked for, but Tony rolls her up and grabs the tights, uh, but Ruby gets out. No Future from Soho gets a near fall with Storm kicking out at the very last second. Ruby comes off the top with a senton but corrects as she sees Tony move out of the way. Storm appears to tease her uh, nose being re-injured, just crying and covering it as the ref checks on her. Ruby backs off before Storm just drops her face first onto the bottom rope and then just starts cackling and smirking like a, like a proper heel. You'll love to see it. 
Um, and, and Tony delivers just one of the most brutal hip attacks, the Sweet Cheeks music in the corner. Um, this was nuts. Uh, and then a sw- swingy DDT for a near fall. I really think she should start using the Sweet Cheeks music or whatever you're going to call it as her finish. I think it, it, like, it looks deadly enough that it would be like a knockout. Um, after the near fall, Britt Baker's music hits as she, uh, as she taunts Tony here. Britt appears. Um, and this allows Ruby to hit the destination unknown from behind, and Ruby Soho picks up the win over Tony Storm. Not a clean win, so it's fair Tony's protected, but again, it shows, you know, Britt helping Ruby, and one would assume that this will lead to Ruby uh, joining Britt's side, which is obviously an interesting dynamic, as Ruby and Britt had a big-time feud uh, that it was, like, 2021 and then came back in 2022. So a pretty big thing, storyline-wise. Uh, I thought this was a very good match. I I don't know if I was expecting it to be a very good match. I really like Tony Storm a lot, and I think Ruby Soho is hit or miss, but tends to be pretty good. I thought they clicked here, and I thought Tony working as a heel just really helped this excel. Um, it furthered storylines. It was a very well-worked match. And I thought Tony's heel work here was really strong. So, um, yeah, I, I gave this very good. I thought this was a, a very good match. Uh, MJF appears backstage and cuts a big promo here, dropping quite a line here saying that unfortunately he has to speak to fans backstage uh, in hiding as he is Brian's gone mad and that this this wasn't the first time a Jew had to hide from a man with blue eyes. Um, and then he bullies Takeshita for his Japanese name but then puts him over saying that he thinks he's great, warns him to stay out of his business. And then uh, talks about Brian and, and what he's getting himself into. Congratulates him on winning another match, but questions where he's going to be at physically and says that next week he's going to face a man who whose entire ring style is deconstructing his opponent limb by limb. And then we got a video package. I assumed when he said limb by limb it was going to be Zack Sabre Jr. I was not expecting it to be pro wrestling Noah's Timothy Thatcher. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. I think Timothy Thatcher is really cool from what I've seen of him. I haven't seen all that much. I saw some of his stuff in NXT, um, but I, I liked him a lot, and he gets to wrestle Brian Daniels, and I think these two are going to have a great match. I think their styles will probably mesh very well. And then, then we got the announcement for AEW Rampage and a video package to boot. Jamie Hayter versus Emi Sakura on TV. Emi Sakura has been the one of the MVPs of the the, the AW Women's Division for the last year or so. Uh, let me tell you when the last time this woman appeared on AW television, not YouTube television. Um, let's check cage match. I genuinely think it's 2019, but I want to be sure. I don't want to. I don't want to slander here. Mm-mm. 2019, 2019, 2021. I think it was 2019 against Big Swole on AEW Dynamite in a match that got 4.50 on Cage Match. To be fair, I don't know how many ratings this has. Um, but the point is, Emi Sakura has been absolutely killing it on Dark Elevation and Dark. And anybody who like attends live shows can tell you this because you can go see her wrestle and she's great. This should be a great match between her and Jamie Hayter, if given time, and it should. We have two matches in it. Again, Rampage isn't going to be two matches. We have Hangman Page versus Wheeler Yuta, Powerhouse Hobbs Speaks, and Jamie Hayter versus Emi Sakura. 
something else will get added to this unless something else did get added and I, I don't I didn't see it um, let's check I don't see anything um, I guess I'll check Twitter but regardless like I, again I like Emmy Sakura quite a lot. I didn't like her in 2019 when she first showed up. Um, though that wasn't really because of her. That was mainly because I didn't like the Eddie Mercury gimmick that they gave her. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, it just looks like Wheeler Yuta versus Hangman Adam Page. Jamie Hayter versus Emmy Sakura. Um, yeah, that's all that was announced. Okay. Sure. Um, why not? Anyways, that's that's that. I, I would have assumed they would have announced more, but I guess it was just those two. I'm, again, there's probably going to be something else added to the show. Um, but, yeah. All right. Uh, and then Dynamite next week, we have Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher announced. Hangman Page versus John Moxley 3, the third match. Uh, the Acclaimed will be in tag team action, and Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship in a no-holds-barred match. So, between all of that, that seems like a pretty good string for AEW, especially considering the string they've been on of shows lately, um, specifically Dynamite, and then the Rampage that had the women's street fight. Um, some really great stuff this year. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to tune into Rampage this week so I can see Hangman versus Wheeler and Jamie versus Emmy. Uh, and then Dynamite, again, Dynamite next week. All all three of the big matches seem like must-watch and, and the claim tag match, so it'll probably be fun. Uh, and that sends us to the main event, the the special main event of Dynamite tonight, which was Jay Lethal taking on RH World Tag Team Champion Mark Briscoe. Uh, this is a special main event tonight. I would see Mark Briscoe honor his fallen brother, Jay Briscoe. Again, we didn't do a podcast last week or anything, but obviously, uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you probably know at this point that Jay Briscoe lost his life in an automobile accident last Tuesday. Um, just tragic. And thankfully, his children survived, but um, he lost his life, as did the driver of the other vehicle. The wrestling world has just been crazy supportive of this um, with the amount of money they've raised. There was even a tribute on NXT last week, like live during the show, um, as the news broke. So, uh, crazy, crazy stuff. And again, like... I, I, it's just a like a wild thing like i don't think anybody was expecting anything like this to happen uh but it did um and yeah it was, it was an emotional thing to see here you know you had caprice coleman and ian come out for commentary you had bobby cruz uh doing the ring the ring announcing you had jay coming out here just bawling with sanjay dutt um you could tell he was broken mark somehow came out and kept his composure for the entire thing uh, i i no idea how he did that but uh, the man is strong. Um, and then hearing Reach for the Sky uh, as he plays out. And it, it's still, it's just an absolute travesty that Warner Brothers blocked them from coming into AEW before. But been perfectly okay with other things, um, including Power Slap. But whatever. Um, it was a very bittersweet thing to see Jay, or not Jay, to see Mark Briscoe get this main event. Um, bitter in the sense that Jay should have been here with him, but obviously he couldn't because he's dead. And that sucks. Um, and they should have been able to main event Dynamite before, but Warner Brothers decided to be awful. So. <sighs> um, out of the gate, Mark and Lethal would wrestle to a, stand, a standstill here. Mark eventually scores with a neckbreaker. 
Um, and we go back from commercial break. Mark and Jay would uh, trade chops in the ring. Mark fires up with the redneck kung fu. Good reaction here from the crowd. Um, definitely didn't seem like they were like familiar with Mark Briscoe, but by the end of this, I think he sold him because again, Mark Briscoe is a very fun wrestler. Jay was obviously always the standout, but Mark Mark had his own uniqueness to him in a good way. Um, and he comes off the top with an elbow. We had like a Pele style kick from Mark Briscoe that connects here, and he catches Lethal with an uppercut in the corner, and then the iconoclasm out of the corner. The lethal combination lands for two. Uh, Jay drops Briscoe with a face buster and then lands the lethal injection, but Mark rolls to the floor. Great reaction. Uh, Jay teases putting Mark through a table at ringside, but Mark comes back to life. Flies off the apron with a running blockbuster to the floor. Lethal gets laid out onto the timekeeper's table with Mark climbing to a huge reaction and landing the froggy bow through the table. Uh, getting a holy shit chant here. Mark tosses Jay back into the ring. Lethal kicks out after the time spent on the floor. We get a tease of the Jay Driller, but Lethal gets out. Lethal combination gets looked for. Um, or sorry, the Lethal Injection gets looked for, not the Lethal Combination. But Mark gets him with the Lariat. Jay Driller teased a second time, but uh, instead Mark goes for the Lariat again before hitting the Jay Driller, Jay Driller as Mark Briscoe wins. It was a great match. Um, again. This this was just, like an emotional thing to see. Like I've seen the Briscoes wrestle a bunch in person from going to ROH in Philly, um, and like again I went first saw it in twenty fifteen, um, and they were all over those shows. So again, it's just like a weird thing to like talk about. Like that Jay's like no longer here. Like we'll never see another Jay Briscoe match, but. Um, I thought this was a great way to, to, to just be able to honor him by get, putting Mark in the main event of Dynamite, by putting him up against Jay's biggest rival, um, and just delivering just an all-around great wrestling match. And then we had, after the match, the, the, the roster emptied out on stage here. You get to see the Young Bucks, Samoa Joe, Hangman, Tony, um, Marina Shafir, Madison Rain, Brody King, uh, Roosh. Just a bunch of people that, you know, all knew the Briscoes from their time in Ring of Honor or elsewhere. Um, BJ Whitmer, um, Sanjay came out again. Uh, Matt Hardy. Just a bunch of people. Blake Christian, I also I peeped he was there. I'm assuming he was there for Dark. But um, So yeah, it was just a very nice way to, to tribute. And the, the closing shot of Mark with the, the, the two titles, the, the ROH tag belts, and the, the picture of Jay on the big screen and, and the roster behind it. It was just a very you know emotional way to end the show. But uh, like in a... And like, uh, this is well done and, you know, tasteful and everything. Um, so yeah, so that was Dynamite. I, I, I don't think this was a show worth skipping this week. Um, I thought you had a great main event. You had a great match between Danielson and Brian Cage. You had a very strong women's match between Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Um, you had a fun match with Jungle Hook versus Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. You had, um... Uh, very good to great match between Darby Allen versus Buddy Matthews. Again, didn't see the full thing. Um, and then you had a very good opening match with Guevara and Jericho versus Starks and Andretti. So I thought it was a very fun show. And just, again, emotional tribute stuff for, for Jay Briscoe. And rightfully so, because he deserves it. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's Dynamite for uh, January 25th, 2023. Um, I do want to mention just because again i got time it's only been what like 40 it's 35 minutes that was shorter than i thought um this weekend again there's the royal rumble i don't know if we'll do a predictions podcast but we will probably have a review out for the show 
So just going over the card of this pay-per-view here, we have five matches announced. Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in a Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Uh, whatever that is. And the two Rumble matches. Um, the men's has a decent amount. They have 15 of the 30, so they have half. Uh, your big names, Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross. The women's match has seven people announced. I feel like this was somewhat similar to last... No, last year was they announced, like, everybody, and there was, like, the, like, the worst surprises. Um, so this year we have seven women announced. I would assume there's going to be a lot of NXT people in this. Uh, you have Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Gonzalez, um, Shayna Baszler, Zelina Vega, and Emma. So basically the entire SmackDown women's division, minus like Tegan Knox and Ronda Rousey, uh, and obviously the champion, uh, and then two people from Raw. So uh, there you have it. That's the Royal Rumble. Um, again, my assumption here is that you're probably getting like Cody Rhodes or Sami Zayn winning the Rumble. The men, women at this point, from who we have announced, Rhea seems like the only person that has a chance at that. Bray Wyatt versus, I don't care. Uh, Roman versus Kevin Owens, that'll be good. I, Roman Reigns wins. Bianca versus Alexa, Bianca better win that match. Um, so yeah, that's the Royal Rumble. Um, Impact Wrestling's tomorrow night. They have their, their golden six-shooter match. Uh, to determine the new number one contender for Josh Alexander's belt. Ryan and Angela will talk about that when they do their review for that show. Uh, obviously, I haven't seen the show, so I can't review it because it's Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. So thanks for listening if you made it through this. If you did and you're new still, please consider subscribing wherever you're listening to. We appreciate it. And uh, I'll talk to you in the next episode that I'm a part of. I've been Pat, and thank you for listening to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. Have a good night or good day. <laughs>